Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of my podcast. My name is Macklin Buckler and I am an American from New York. I live in Berlin, Germany. And the reason I created this podcast is to really create a community of people that I would want to hang out with if I were in the same place as them. And For me, one of the biggest challenges that I've faced over the past, let's say, four or five years, is that even though I have very close friends and close family members, I still do sometimes feel alone. And I've been thinking a lot about the topic of loneliness. Why do I feel alone? I have these great people around me. I never have to worry that if something goes wrong in my life, that someone that I love won't pick up my call and want to help me. So I have a support system. But something I have been thinking about is, I call it kind of like, I have, so for context, I have a friend that I've known now for 10 years. Actually, 11 years. And we are the least likely of friends. Kind of imagine if a bear and a raccoon became friends. That's us. I didn't like him when I met him for the first time. It was 2011. At that time, I was like a little bit of a stoner. I was in my freshman year of college. I was in a toxic relationship. And I meet this guy. He's six foot three. I'm five foot nine. He's got blonde hair. It looks like a Vici, his hair, and him kind of. And I have brown hair, and I'm like, you know, stocky. And we get introduced by a mutual friend of mine from the tennis team. And I did not like this guy. I really didn't want to ever see him again. Like, if I had a choice at that moment, I would have said, okay, blocked in real life. But as the universe would have it, I did end up meeting him again. And the second time was a little bit easier. The third time was better. And before I knew it, we were becoming the best of friends. Now, our relationship has waxed and waned. It's just had its normal ups and downs like any other friendship. But what's interesting is the degree to which our relationship has bounced back after being pushed. I'll try not to make the P sound so hard. After being pushed to the very boundaries of friendship. And maybe to make that a little clearer, I mean, there have been times when we have had conversations that have pretty much arrived at the point of maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore. That only happened twice, I think. But it was really out of frustration, anger, and expectation setting, and a bunch of other things. 
And I consider him, I call him, a cosmic brother. The reason that I do that is just, well, it's cute, first of all. But second of all, I do feel like there's like a universe, like like a force, like a quantum force that keeps us in each other's orbit. And I have another friend that I also feel like will always be in my orbit no matter what. Because we're very compatible. And so my feeling on loneliness is like, if you can just find people that are extremely dynamic in terms of their interests, they like to do a lot of the same things as you. And you also can grow with and have interesting conversations and, you know, go on wild adventures together, but someone that you could actually see yourself growing old with, then maybe you can fix the feelings of loneliness. Because speaking from experience, when I hang out with my friend who still lives in well, I don't want to uh, reveal his identity, but he lives across the ocean. <laughs> I live in Berlin, and he lives somewhere in North, Central, or South America. Um, I'm sure at some point when I tell him that I have a, a, a podcast that he'll let me mention more information, but just in case, GDPR, I don't want to get in trouble. But the point is, more people like him because if I hang out with him, even if it's just for an hour or two hours, like when he came to visit, I just feel like my cup has been refilled. And I just, like everything is right with the world. I feel seen and heard and valuable. And I, I had this thought like, well, maybe to give, yeah, I had this, I'll, I'll finish my thought first. I had a thought the other day, like if I had more people like him, then maybe I would never have this feeling anymore because I would just have more quality and less quantity. And it's not to say that my friends that I have, that I love, that I adore, don't fulfill me because they, it feels, you know, amazing to have a number of friends that I can call up and have quirky conversations with and you know, get support from and really look forward to hanging out with when I see them. And I'm not saying that any of them are below the friend that I'm talking about, but I think that there's just like different relationships that you can have with different friends. Like with some friends, you know, the things that you end up doing together, maybe like one of your friends likes to go on trips. So like you, you go traveling together or you have another friend who enjoys going shopping or going out for food a lot or going to the movies, whatever it is. Um, and it almost feels like some friends stay in certain buckets. Like, oh, when I, when I am going to plan a trip, I'm going to call Jared. I had to think of like a, you know, name that I don't have a close friend, uh, who has the, the same name. Like I'm going to call Jared because I'm going on a nice trip. But then this weekend, I'm feeling like I just want to go to a restaurant nearby, and I don't really want to go alone. So I'll call Nathaniel, and Nathaniel will pretty much fill that uh, that place, essentially. 
that sounds pretty transactional. And if you are one of my friends listening to this, that's not how I feel about my friendships in general. But most people that are friends, you know, have certain things that they really connect on. And there might be other things that they don't. You know, that's just a fact of life. Not everyone is the same person. (laughs) And so I wanted to create a podcast where I could actually speak my mind, have interesting guests on, and bring together more cosmic people, just more people into my orbit that see eye to eye with me, that share some of my opinions, but not all of them. In fact, you can share like 10% of my opinions, and that's fine, because what is the most important thing is your character and your values. If you have really good values and you have good morals, chances are I'll want to be your friend. I really like people. And I don't know because this is like my second or third time recording this podcast. I don't know what I've already shared about myself. So you'll have to forgive me. This is completely an unscripted podcast. I don't have any paper in front of me that's telling me what to say, which is probably very dangerous for my future career, but I just want to keep it real. And this is just who I am. So I might repeat myself. I might make mistakes, um, but I do want to try to keep this as authentic as I can, because one of the things that is missing in my mind from the internet is something that just has flaws and is like extremely authentic because it's not perfect. And so I just want to try to keep this as low maintenance and authentic as I possibly can. So a little bit about myself. Uh, I think I may have already said some of this, or maybe I didn't. Um, Now I feel self-conscious, but yes, I'm from New York. I was born in Oklahoma. I have been, or I had lived in New York from the time that I was five until college. I went to college in Miami, Florida. It's called Barry University. I was only there for a semester. I did not like it. And uh, I came home. I went to community college for one year. I then took a break so that I could work, not because I didn't want to study, But my idea was that I wanted to transfer colleges in like go go somewhere for my sophomore and my junior and my senior year at a four-year institution. So I worked, I saved money, and eventually went to Binghamton University in upstate New York. I was at Binghamton for a year. I came home. I worked. I couldn't afford to go back. But that same friend that I mentioned before, he and my other cosmic brother, (laughs) I feel kind of cringe for for calling it that, but maybe I'll call him my quantum brother. That sounds scientific. But um, both of their parents actually chipped in and paid for me to go back for my second semester. And it was like still to this day, 
the one of the kindest gestures that's ever been um, bestowed upon me. And I'm very grateful to them and to their parents. They're very good people. But the reason that I bring this up is that I, I actually just remembered what I was trying to, I was trying to give some background on myself. So yeah, I lived in New York until I was 18. Then I was in New York again until I was 22. Then I transferred to the University of Michigan. I was in Ann Arbor until 2017. Then I came back to New York. I worked at Google in New York City. And then in 2020, I moved to Berlin. So that is pretty much my timeline. And, you know, during that time, I've made a lot of really close friends. Some of them I've remained close with, some of them not, but that's just fact of life. You can't stay friends with everybody. You only have so much capacity. So what I'm hoping for with this podcast is that I can just get my thoughts out there and really just try to convey the way that I see life. Because one thing that I hear from a lot of people is that I have a unique outlook on life. And that probably has to do with the fact that I am very conscious of my mortality. And I try to look past things that I consider a complete waste of time. Sorry for the long pause there. I was just trying to make sure that this uh, recorder was actually working. Um, it just came in the mail today, so just wanted to make sure that it was uh, actually going to record the things that I was saying. But anyway, um, if we know that we're going to only live for X number of years, like no matter what we do at this current stage of technology, we're not going to be able to increase past a certain point then doesn't it make sense to just try to surround ourselves with people that make us feel alive and heard and seen and loved? So that's the reason that I wanted to create this podcast. I think it could be so cool to have a community of people that all have you know, their own stories and they bring their authentic selves to conversations. And maybe in the future, you know, some people want to create a business and they reach out to somebody that they're friends with from the community or um, you know, they have a book that they've been writing and they ask if someone, you know, if they can have like a handful of people in the, in the community, um, review and edit the book and just give feedback or something like that. I don't want it to be a professional group. I mean, this is not LinkedIn, but I think it could just be really a great opportunity to find people across the world that want to do interesting things and, make the most of this world. Like, think about it. I mean, I don't know everyone's situation. I don't even have any uh, any fans or an audience at all, right? This is my first podcast. So this could be the episode, you know, that has the most viewers or listeners one day. Where people are like, yo, you got to check out this cringy podcast. There's this guy He's like talking about this grand vision of like all of these listeners helping each other. This guy sounds like a psychopath. I mean, it's his first podcast episode. And then I become viral and or I go viral. 
become viral kind of sounds like I get a disease. I go viral. You know, James Corden makes fun of me. Um, I actually don't know anything about James Corden. He's just like in my YouTube feed. But I have seen him sing and it's okay. It's pretty good actually. Um, but yeah, anyway, like talk shows bring me on so that they could poke fun at me and get good ratings. And maybe that's just like the the path that I take. Maybe I just become kind of like the carrot top of podcasting. Not to shit on carrot top. I actually really like that guy. God, I'm I'm kind of like mean, but I'm really not. I but I definitely like I'm kind of mean. Anyway. I have no listeners, so I don't know anything about you guys yet because you haven't listened, so I don't have any information. So everyone's going to be from different walks of life. You're all going to have your own experiences. And what's going to be the thing that brings us together is our mindset where we want to grow, we want to connect, we just want to be better versions of ourselves. So why not create a community, try to make more friends, um, have a podcast that has topics that I would want to listen to, and hopefully you guys would too. And if you don't want to listen to them, that makes me sad. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, you should find podcasts that you do want to listen to. And, you know, whatever, whoever that is, just do it. But um, that's pretty much like all I had in my brain. <laughs> it's uh, It's 1030 at night. I get up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm just going to, you know, maybe I'll just quickly walk you through my mornings. Maybe that will be an interesting topic. So I, I do now have a piece of paper in front of me. It's my habit tracker. It's a free printout. You can just go to Evermore Paper Company or evermorepaperco.com. And I print these out every single month. And they give me a hell of a lot of motivation. And the reason that they do is that they are really straightforward on a piece of plain paper, which by itself is just imperfect and kind of doesn't, you know, I don't try to make this pretty. I, it's just really like an easy way for me. I mean, there's like coffee stains on this. It's just an easy way to like keep track of what I did and how I felt on a certain day. And um, I'll read you all the habits that I have. I wake up at six o'clock. I drink one liter of water. Then I do my dishes. I write my affirmations in the style of Scott Adams. I do my brain download, which is really just like me pulling out a piece of scrap paper and just writing down surface level thoughts. I just try to get out like short sentences out of my brain. It could be like something like, have two sales calls today, or don't forget to reach out to Travis. That's my brother's name. Don't forget to reach out to Travis to say, hey, Okay, I mean, that's never been on my brain down. I call it a brain download, but that's never been on it. I'm not the, you know, I'm not always the best at coming up with like examples that are realistic, but it'll just be like something that's like top of mind and then I'll write it down. And by the end of that exercise, my brain does feel a little bit more clear. 
The next step from there is that I journal three pages every single day. That's a routine that I have had since April of 2021. So it's been quite a while, actually. Um, After that, I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes. Depends if I just like set the timer on my watch and I just try to like, you know, keep my mind focused on my breath or if I listen to Headspace in a guided meditation. After that, I run or I lift. Sometimes though, I will push that to later in the day because I have things that I'm very interested in that I sometimes like to do before work starts, like writing and you know, just really <clears throat> making sure that I'm up to speed on topics that I'm interested in, like checking my RSS feed and other things like that. Um, after that, it's usually, it's been like two hours, almost maybe an hour and a half since I've woken up at this point. I go uh, for a fetch with my dog. If I'm taking an online course, I'll usually like try to study for at least like 30 minutes to an hour before work. And then I will take a shower. Obviously, if I go to the gym, that's going to eat into some of this time. So I try to be a little bit flexible, but this is like my normal morning routine. If The gym is not included in there. Every day I wait until 12 o'clock to check any of my text messages. So any of the apps. And I also wait until 12 to check YouTube. And I do try to do one afternoon meditation per day. That is not my successful. uh, That's not my strong suit at least according to my habit tracker. Um, But I think what's been really interesting for me over the past six months or so is just like the level of consistency that I've had. It's like unlike anything that I've ever experienced. And, you know, I've always believed myself to be a very flaky person because I I couldn't really control who I was going to wake up as on any given day. That's like a phrase that I use that I use is like, you know, who I wake up as, but really it's just like, how do I know that I'm going to have the same thoughts and feelings tomorrow? Because I can't control that person. It seems like the person that I it used to seem like the person that I was tomorrow was like a mystery. And that meant that if I was in like a very good mindset and I was feeling productive, that I should just try to get as much done tonight as I could because I don't know who I'm going to wake up as tomorrow. And I want to finish that blog article so that I don't have to wait an extra three weeks to get the motivation to do it again. But I guess like, you know, I've had quite a few changes in the past six months. One of the biggest changes was that my girlfriend and I broke up and yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this. That'd be pretty cool if I had like ex-girlfriends that were like fans of mine that wanted to see me do well and tuned into the pod and and were, you know, proud of me. That'd be nice. That'd be like a very like wholesome, you know, movie plot where like, I'm just a good guy. And even though we're not together anymore, I still have, fa- I still have like fans. That'd be nice. But anyway. I don't want to like, you know, expose people's identities on this podcast until I'm famous. So we broke up. It wasn't great. The relationship towards the end was not good. The breakup itself, 
no bueno. And, um, yeah, uh, I think one of the biggest catalysts for change is heartache. I think it's actually kind of a beautiful thing because anytime that you go through a really low period in your life gives you a chance to see a different side of yourself. And you might actually end up missing the person that you used to take for granted. And that's kind of what happened to me. When I was in the relationship and I was really, really unhappy, I would have these like flashbacks to the person that I used to be. But now that I was actually miserable, the person that I used to be seemed like a superhero. I was like, where's that guy? Where's that guy that used to just wake up in the morning, jump out of bed, have a huge smile on his face, be ready to tackle the day? Because I haven't seen him in a long time. It'd be cool to hang out with him once in a while. And I literally had like three months straight of feeling depressed and not really like taking advantage of anything. I'm very much like a performance person. I love learning and connecting with people. And when someone says that they have an opportunity, I listen. And sometimes I'll pursue new opportunities because I'm a curious guy. I love the opportunity to explore. But that's not who I was when I was in this relationship. I was so dull. And not like dull, like boring. But like nothing could really excite me. And uh, when I ended the relationship, it was almost like immediate that my old self came back. It was almost like my old self was like hiding and was like, hey, hey, dude. I was like, yeah, what's going on? And he was like, Im, is she gone? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Do you want to hang out? And he was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. And then we just became friends again. I started to like the person that I was. And uh, sometimes we need those moments of heartbreak and anguish or grief or frustration or anger to start to take the person that we are at our baseline as we are, to accept ourselves as we are, to know that we are enough because we exist on a spectrum. There are some days that are on the great side and some days that are on the not so great side. And what we are really trying to accomplish as human beings, I think, is living more days on the positive side of the spectrum and for the days that are not trying to make sense of them trying to appreciate them for what they are because 
it is still time that we are spending on earth. And I would much rather have the worst day of my life on earth than no days on earth at all. So that's something that I try to keep in my mind every day. And that's kind of like the the purpose of this podcast is if I'm going to die one day, why am I going to be afraid of what people think of me? Why do I have to ever let someone's negative opinion, if they even have them, like we don't even know when we say, oh my God, what is so-and-so going to think of me? We have no idea most of the time, unless we really have negative people in our lives, chances are most most times that you hesitate to do something because of what others will think, it's just something that you construct and it's something that you believe that scares you and that makes it even harder to act. So I was always someone who loves Like, I've always loved attention, but the kind of attention that I love is like one-on-one hanging out with a really good friend. I love that. Or, you know, at a party or like a social gathering, you know, just like being around a group of people, being in a circle, and like making people laugh. I like that as well. Um, I also have had some like experiences on stage I was a moose in a play in fourth grade. It was a play that I wrote along with like three other people. It was like a program at a nearby uh, like theater. And it was the worst script. I don't think there was any story. It was like if someone... Like imagine if someone believed that they had all the talent of Jerry Seinfeld, but they were clinically insane and dosed on acid and told to write the next best thing. Then they were told to rip up everything that they had written and try to write it again from memory. That's kind of like how our play was. But Yeah, I was a moose. I handed out bananas and my, I don't know what you call them, my, uh, I almost called them classmates, but we didn't go to the same school. My fellow thespians sang, the moose, the moose is, mm -mm." I don't know the actual words, but it was like a song and it was a very bizarre play. But I do enjoy attention. I always have. Um, But what I didn't enjoy is like the inauthenticity that comes from social media and feeling like I was, you know, just putting myself out there for other people to think that I'm better than I thought, like, than I actually thought I was. Like, there was always like this, like, fear inside of me that if I put myself out there on social media, people will think that I'm insecure because I'm putting myself out there and I must need their validation. And so I haven't had Facebook or Instagram in over three years, maybe four years at this point. I only have LinkedIn because I need it for work. I'm in sales. And 
yeah, I mean, now I've created like YouTube and some other things, but I'm not announcing announcing it to the world. I'm not going to share this podcast with my friends. Like, I don't think any of my friends are going to find this on their own. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, but that's the reason that I created a podcast in the first place was I was like, look, I'm not going to let other people's opinions of me dictate what I do or don't do, but I'm also not going to tell the world that I'm doing this because nobody needs to know. Like if you listen to this podcast, like you've somehow found this podcast, that's pretty cool. I would actually like to know how you found it. (laughs) Um, I'll try to be more sensitive to your ears, uh, getting a little close to the mic and like screaming at it pretty much. But yeah, uh, don't really know where that sentence was going to go. So we're just going to pretend like I made a really good point there. And I do think for the most part that the inspiration that can come from this podcast is that you'll see that you know, I just do things and even though they're not perfect and I'm not trying to make them, I'm happy with them because I only have so much time on this earth. If I overthought every single thing that I did, I probably wouldn't get much done. And I was always a perfectionist. It was like 90% of any project that I would do was like me thinking and planning about it, like planning it. And then 10% was me actually doing it and finishing it and realizing that like all along, I probably only needed 10% of my energy and probably like 25% of the planning. You know, just to make sure that like I wasn't wasting my time. Um, but now I think like, I mean, that, that was really just like, you know, crude prototypes of things like projects that I worked on and stuff. Um, I think now, like I would probably say my golden standard would be somewhere around. Okay. So let's just say that I have a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent is like the amount of time plus the amount of energy. Okay. I'm actually not the best at math. So this might be complicated. Let's try to make this simple. I only really focus on getting things like 70% right, 75%. Like enough where like I would get a C in high school. And that's just to get something done, right? It's a blog article. It's a a newspaper article for one of my satire newspapers. Or it's my newsletter. Or it's a sales email. Okay, I finished. Now, I go back to it again now that it's done. And I say, okay, let's edit this because it's already finished. Now I just need to make some, you know, final, final changes. And then I put in another like 10 or 15%. And now it's like closer to 85 or 90%. And that is good enough because the last 10%, that is going to take you the longest amount of time. And most people just don't care. And as I mentioned before, I do have a hypothesis that the more authentic something is, especially now in a day and age where like people that are putting their content out tend to be very polished. If you just put your stuff out there and you're like, Hey, this is me. This is what I do and who I am. I think it could really resonate with people. 
At least that's what I'm doing. We'll see if it works. But I don't really have any goals in terms of like outcomes that I want to achieve. I just, the only goal that I have is to actually be in love with the action. Sitting down, pulling this sexy little microphone closer to my mouth. And doing a podcast. And just doing it. Not thinking about it. Just doing it and going to bed every single night saying, you know what I did today? I did that thing. I wrote a I wrote a blog article. I podcasted. I made a YouTube video. I made a cold call to a client because I like feeling like I'm doing stuff. I hate just planning. It's just such a energy drain to think that like you spend all of this time and energy doing things that don't push the needle. So that's the that's the real reason I think that I created this podcast is like a selfish desire to just become a doer. Secondary would be if anybody ever does listen to this podcast, it'd be really cool to just connect some interesting people. So I wish you all a great rest of whatever the heck you're doing today. I hope that you have a very successful day. I hope that this has been instructive and entertaining and hopefully has given you a little bit of insight into how my brain works. And yeah, maybe one day we can be friends. Maybe you'll never listen to this podcast again. But regardless, you shared some time with me and I'm really grateful for that. And whatever you end up doing with your life, I'm proud of you and I'm excited to see where it takes you. So I'm going to sign off. It's uh, almost 11 o'clock at night. And uh, everybody be well. Peace.